Well, good morning. Very, very excited morning today. We are uh, very, very blessed that the Lord has, has brought to our place an amazing worship team. One of our own, Esteban Contreras. He's going to lead us this morning in worship. Uh, they've been working really hard leading up to this, to this day, and we are just so blessed that God has blessed them uh, with incredible voices and just uh, a heart to lead us in the singing of, uh, 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 of praises as a word of prayer to our Lord, lifting up our voices, declaring his adoration. Let's all stand together. Let's do that. Worthy, worthy. 
with the announcement. Just joined us for our worship team. This is Esteban. This is his sister, Rebecca. And that's his dad over there, Mr. Luis. They're so gracious to come and join us for worship. They're going to be leading us for a few weeks, and we are very, very grateful for that. And so, really, thank you guys so much. And Esteban being one of our own. Isn't that awesome just to have him up here? Just very, very grateful for him. Just a few things to share with you. If you are a guest with us, I am so glad that you're here at Calvary. God is moving in incredible ways. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes things that are happening. Uh, I know we've shared with you before that our, our pastors have met for 18 weeks in a row about some things that, uh, on, in getting aligned with God's direction for Calvary. We're very, very excited about these coming steps. And so uh, stay tuned. God is moving here at Calvary in this community. I'm so grateful that, that that's going to be built on the shoulders of those that have been here uh, and are going to continue to stay with us. We're so so very grateful for these next moves. Speaking of which, this coming Wednesday is a big day for us. It is our fall launch. We are relaunching our, our children and youth ministries. Uh, there is a group in West Houston-ish area called Battlefield Houston. They are a uh, laser tag. They are a tactical laser tag experience um, it, what they do is they gutted out this warehouse and basically built two villages inside this, two sides, a village inside this warehouse. And you go and accomplish missions against the, your friends and, and family. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. They're going to come here. They're going to turn that children's room into a small village where our youth, our children will be able to place a laser tag together. And afterwards, we're all going to go and begin our new relaunch in our new series, a new teaching series for the youth. And for Awana, which is a, a scripture memorization ministry for the kids. And so highly encouraged if you have anyone that's in 12th grade and under, this Wednesday is the day to be here at Calvary on Wednesday night. And so I, I encourage you to find your neighbors, your, your family, if you, you yourselves have children, uh, get people here to come experience, come experience what God is doing here at Calvary. Laser tag is just a draw. It has nothing to do with the Bible. We are utilizing that as a, a way to come, be, come see what God is doing here, and then we're going to move into our areas of ministry. I really encourage you guys to come see uh, how that's going to play out. So very excited for you guys to do that. Uh, we're going to have our uh, blood drive on October 1st. That's something that uh, we, has been a huge blessing. Uh, if you guys are uh, willing to do that, I would encourage you to be here on Sunday, October 1st, which is the first Sunday of the month. We're going to have at 9 o'clock beginning... At 9 o'clock, a uh, sign-up and everything's going to be done before that. But your first appointment can be as early as 9 o'clock, so you don't have to miss the service. So I highly encourage you to be a part of that. And we're gonna, they're going to be here uh, up to an hour and a half afterwards as, as well. So I'd encourage you guys to, to be involved in that. Thank you so much for those who participated the last time. Uh, we have our big uh, women's retreat that's coming up November 3rd through 5th. There is a table out front to sign up for that. Please just listen. Do yourself a favor and do life with your sisters in Christ. Uh, if you don't usually do stuff with Calvary, this is the one you want to participate in and, and, and make the connections with your sisters here at Calvary. I, I'm telling you, you're not going to regret it. It's going to be a, a, a very spiritually enriching moment for you and your other sisters in Christ. And so I highly encourage you to do that. If you are um, in need of prayer, we have a, a card right there in front of you. We also have... Uh, on our website, and a, a place for you to fill out 
a prayer request, we would love to come alongside of you. Calvary is a praying church. In fact, there's people praying in the back of this church right now for everybody in this room and for our pastors, for our worship team. It is a, we, are, we, we value praying and lying, aligning our wills with the Lord through prayer. And so we would love to come alongside of you and pray for you and your family. You fill that out. If you want just the pastor to see that, just fold it in half, put it in one of these baskets up here or, or in the back or in the offering box in the lobby, and we'll pray for you. Uh, believe you me, we will pray for you. Uh, speaking of which, we, uh, this is a way that we can love on one another. It's praying for one another, so we're going to do that. Another way is turning around, saying hello, and shaking somebody's hand. Would you please turn around, see somebody you don't recognize, and say hello. So welcome to Calvary. So glad that you're here.
with our hearts still bowed to the Lord, would you pray with me? Father, in this time, we praise you that you give us these moments to commune with you, with our brothers and sisters. There's something about the wiring of our hearts that we are, it is a delight when we're declaring your majesty in one voice. God, I pray that these, these songs were a sweet sound to your ear. I pray, Father God, in these moments that our ears would be open to hear from you. God, I pray that you prepare our hearts to receive from you. Lord, if there be any wickedness found within us, I pray we would pray the prayer of, of David. Lord, search my heart. And if there be any wickedness within me, purge it with hyssop, Lord. Father, we want nothing to be an obstruction between us and you. For harboring unforgiveness in our heart, I pray, God, we would recognize how much we've been forgiven ourselves. We have no grounds to hold on to bitterness toward another because we've been given, been forgiven so much. I pray, Lord, we would lay that down. God, if you put a finger in our lives and say, I want that out, I pray, God, we would step forward in trust and obedience to you, knowing that you will fill whatever void our hearts may have in ridding these things from our lives. So there'll be nothing between us and you. God, if there be anyone that's hurting in this room, Lord, I know we operate in these feeble bodies. God, I pray that you would give us, those who are hurting, a special blessing of peace, rest, and comfort in a way that only you can. Lord, we know that our, our minds can be occupied with so many things of this world. So many things are going on in our lives. And I pray none of that is in the way of our love relationship with you. God, these next few moments, we just want to align our will with yours as we lift up these people to you, our brothers and sisters. Father, we do pray for the victims in Maui and their families, and the Robinsville family and those others who have lost loved ones. Father, as we're united in agreement, we lift up, lift up Gail's mom and her family to you, and Angela's mother, Pastor Mark's mom. And Alice, and for Pastor Mark's sister, Pam, and Annie Bullard. God, we pray for the birth of healthy babies that are on the way. We praise you, God, for being the, the giver of life. We pray a special blessing on those mothers and those fathers. God, we pray, pray for a special peace and protection to be over Israel, especially during the, the time of the, at least coming uh, times of feasts. Lord, we pray for uh, traveling mercies for those we love and uh, for especially for Tim and Cindy as they're going to be traveling a good distance. Pray that there would be a sweet, sweet time spent together. Lord, we pray for the protection of our military and our first responders and missionaries, those who are teaching our students, the students in our schools, those who are protecting our borders. We lift up our nation, Lord, and our leaders. We recognize that, Lord, ultimately your will will be done. Father, give us opportunities after we listen to your message this morning to be obedient to your will. Father, please embolden Pastor Terry as he, as he preaches us your message. I thank you, Lord, for the time that he has spent in preparation. I pray, Lord, that our hearts will be ready to receive. We love you, Father. We praise you, and God, we thank you for all things in Jesus' name.
Amen. May be seated. The people of God were stuck. For centuries, they lived as slaves to terrifying taskmasters whose cruelty was only exceeded by their power. In these dark days, God's people gave birth to children who would inherit nothing more than misery. Their strongest ally was a God whom they had assumed had forgotten them. Far from forgotten, the people of God were rescued by the might of his hand. He put their masters to open shame and led them into the wilderness. Though they were set free, they weren't yet living free. They started to live as slaves to their own sin. What happened next reverberates for over 3,000 years of history to this current day. Like a loving and patient father, God instructed his children, giving them the Ten Commandments. Good morning. There we go. Good morning. Uh, the kiddos are released for uh, Children's Church uh, at, at this time. Uh, and uh, I want to remind you, I think uh, Pastor Zeke was to uh, mention this. I'm sure he did. But we have prayer teams in the back. If God touches your heart and there's something that you want to hold up to him in prayer, we have those in the back that are more than happy uh, to pray with you and to pray for you. Any concerns, any sentence, any word uh, that God puts on your heart, uh, you're welcome to go back with with them. We are a pray, praying church. We have thanks for those that are in the prayer room during our service, during our worship time, and during the time of our message. So, as I said before, we are a, a church that prays. So, if you'll pray with me and pray for me, we'll get started. Gracious Heavenly Father, I give thanks for this opportunity to share your word. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing unto your sight, Father. Remove me from any equation that would be your message, Father. We pray these things in your son's precious name. Amen. So we're about to be halfway through with the Ten Commandments, depending upon which one of these charts that we put up there one Sunday. We're either on number five or maybe it's four and a half B or something like that. But we wanted to make sure that we've got everything covered. So this morning, it's the Fifth Commandment where we honor our mother and our, our father and our mother. You see, when God issued the commandments to Moses on the mountaintop, he demonstrated his sovereign plan for all relationships. What an awesome blessing to be invited personally into a relationship with him. Your love for God and obedience to God makes your life so much better. These commandments are not suggestions to his children. They are just what they say they are. They are commandments. Obeying and following these commandments in his word will bring joy to your life even while you're here on this earth. But more importantly, it can bring eternal life to your soul. So the question is, how deep is your relationship with God? Each day, where is God in the priorities that you set forth? As we hear about honoring our parents this morning, know that God is speaking about how we are to truly honor him by keeping his commandments. 
If you have a deep, loving relationship with God, it will be reflected in the life you live. If you honor God, your children will see that. They will mirror that. And they will honor God as they honor you. This is true of all our relationships that we have with other people, is to honor them, be respectful for them, to them, be gracious to them, be merciful to them, be forgiving to them. That is what God does with us. Amen? Okay, that's the message. Thanks for coming. What God requires of us is clear. We are to honor him. Just as we honor the one that created us, So we are to honor those who were chosen to conduct God's plan for his creation. The commandment to honor your parents is critically important because it's from God and because your parents stand in for him while you're here on this earth, especially in your early years. They are responsible for shaping the way you think and your values of life. It's part of our nature, the way God designed us. So therefore, we honor those who are responsible for rearing us and shaping the choices that we make in life. They are part of the origin of our physical life. Most importantly, they are part of the origin of our spiritual life. They are part of forming our values. The root of the word honor means to be heavy. Okay, that's not a fat person joke. But there are people in this world that are referred to as heavyweights. They are important in life. And we honor those people that are in those places of importance, those that are often in the places of leadership. So what honor means is to become heavy in the social esteem the way people view you. Uh, We hear about honoring your parents' name, not dishonoring that name, but bringing honor to that name. In no way are we to defy them. Instead, we are to honor them. You obey them and respect them. You respect the leaders, the role that they have, for God puts people in positions of opportunity. You honor those that protect you. You're not happy about the ticket you may be getting, but you honor the role that those in law enforcement have as they do the best they can to keep order in a very chaotic world. You know, according to the law, when it was first established, it was a capital offense if a child did not obey and respect his or her mother. They could be stoned. While this is not applicable today, and my goodness, we are so thankful that God doesn't apply to us with every time we are disrespectful to him or we do not honor him. Giving honor to our parents demonstrates that we care for them. It also demonstrates that we care about the relationship that we have with God Almighty and with his commandments. You see, God designed the parent-child relationship to be among the most vital of all human relations. This may be why he spoke of it, not only as honor, but he attached a promise to it. In Ephesians 6, Paul writes this, beginning in the first verse, 
Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and that you may enjoy long life on this earth. Paul interprets this commandment to mean, children, obey your parents. They are blessed with wisdom if they have that godly mindset of obeying God. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be on the frontals of your forehead. God's word is so important to parents that they pass on to their children. God's command to honor your parents is consistent with his divine order. And there is order in his kingdom. He loves us and he knows what's best for us. He made us and this is why he issues this commandment and connects this promise into his plan for all mankind. However, we must first be obedient and loving in our relationship with God. It has to be the first priority. So you respect your parents, but there's often the question of, what about when I have ungodly parents? Your parents only have the authority to the extent that God has the authority and has passed that on to their opportunity to bring up his children. If you are asked to disobey God by your parents, they no longer have the authority from God. Peter says this. He, when, Peter, when the question was raised by the Jews to him who commanded him not to preach, he said, we would rather obey God than man. This fits this point. However, to your to the teenagers that are out there, to the young people. This does not mean because you don't like something your parent says that you can be disobedient. So how can you honor your parents that have hurt you deeply? To honor someone means to treat them with respect, not necessarily because they are perfect, but because God has given them a unique and very, very difficult place in your life. Teenagers, in spite of your parents' faults, God has blessed you with parents. No one else except your siblings has this relationship with them, and you should respect them because of it. In Scripture, Jesus says you should give to Caesar what is Caesar's, those that are in authority. You should respect that. The same with your parents. They do have authority in your life. And as adults, your parents are still your parents. And you need to show them respect. We'll go over some things that you can do to demonstrate that respect. So there are many that have been hurt deeply because of various kinds of parental abuse. So how does a believer carry out this commandment if they have been hurt? Well, 
the first thing you can do is pray. You can pray for them. You can keep trying to help them. You can model Jesus to them. You can exercise restraint in front of them. You can weep deeply for them in front of the Lord. You can pour out your heart to God on their behalf. Most importantly, you can forgive them. So pray for your parents. Prayer is one of the best ways to honor them. In addition, do what you can to open the door of reconciliation with parents that have hurt you. Do not hold on to resentment. Don't hold on to anger. Don't hold on to bitterness. If you need to speak forgiveness for anything that you have done intentionally or unintentionally, speak the truth. Romans 12:18 says, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live in peace with everyone. Let me spend just a second talking about reconciliation. Reconciliation is so often ignored because we have so much pride in our lives or we have mastered the ability to blame somebody else that we ignore it. This too, reconciliation too, is a mandate from God. He does not say try to reconcile. In 2 Corinthians 5, he says we are to reconcile to others through Jesus Christ in the ministry given to us by his death and resurrection. Reconciliation is a mandate from God, but he gives us free will, so it's a choice that you can make. If God has granted you grace, if God has granted you mercy, wouldn't you want to pass it on? just as he has passed it on to you. Does this mean that you overlook faults, try to make your parents into something that they truly aren't? No, that's not what it's saying. Simply saying you care what happens to other people. James 3.18 says, And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown into peace by those who make peace. Every believer is a minister of reconciliation and has the responsibility to bring harmony to those that are in conflict. This is done in love and grace and in mercy. You know, it's like we belong to God's Peace Corps. How long should you honor and obey your parents? For sure, if you're under their roof, you should. But you Care for them long after you are outside their home. As long as you're able, Jesus said we should have love for those that he has first loved. Again, Deuteronomy 5.16, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, so that you may live a long and that you may you may live long and that you may it may go well in the land the Lord your God has given you. The promise of a long life from God is this. It's a lifelong protection. It's lifelong guidance. It's lifelong deliverance. It's lifelong provision. How precious was God's intention for us to live in a long, loving relationship with our parents and our parents with us? 
Just as believers give honor to God Almighty and receive joy in return, so that children who give honor to their parents receive that same joy in return. It is the love of God. When you are young, we have a task of honoring our parents, but it should continue far beyond their passing. We should remember them and be thankful for them. The best way to honor them is to do this. This is real simple, and I speak to grandparents on Grandparents Sunday. I think this, this one. Hand to your grandchildren, godly parents. Bring those kids up in the way of the Lord and hand to your grandkids godly parents. Passing on the values that God has placed in our lives as you do so. This includes how you live each day. The way you work, the way you speak, the way you forgive, and the way you persevere. The way you respect others, and listen to this very carefully, the way you share the gospel. Are you to have, or have you been living to honor God each day? Have you lived and honored your parents? You see, you're God's child, just as your parents are. And he has placed you for a period of time in their care. And as parents, we should realize that responsibility is a great responsibility. And again, to honor is to hold in high esteem. When God sees you honoring your earthly father and mother, you'll get honor from your heavenly father. You are being, obeying his commandment. If you have been dishonoring, disrespectful to your parents, repent. Repent today. Change your ways. God is a forgiving God. Don't be concerned the initial response you get from your parents or from your kiddos when you seek repentance for doing something wrong. Continue to love them. As you deepen your faith in your children, then your children's faith deepens. You see, our kiddos mirror our values. They mirror your life. They mirror how you speak. They mirror how you love. And they mirror how you forgive. Mentoring the life that God wants is the way that they will live. You know, in days gone by, in the, the medieval days, that young men would become squires and ultimately the goal would be to become knights. So I want to encourage parents and even grandparents to surround yourself with godly people so that your kids and your grandkids can see those godly people and know how important it is to have those people around you and around them. If you are to be honored by those little bundles of joy, you must first honor God that blessed you with his children. If you have a relationship with your heavenly father, you honor and respect him. You follow him obediently as you rear those kiddos. They will do the same. They will honor him. They will honor you. Simply put, they will see your commitment to God. 
And in their DNA, in their Holy Spirit, they will follow naturally. Parents should remember that they are responsible for God's little blessings. Parents should care gently, even if their children are disobedient and unpleasant. Think about it as a parent. Have you ever been disobedient or unpleasant to God? Have you ever denied God? As kids sometimes deny their parents. You can sit there and say, you know, God, I've got these teenagers. I've got a teenager. I've got four teenagers. I've got whatever it is. And God, I, I can't handle this. Can you imagine God looking down and going, oh, I feel your pain. I have billions of these out there right now. So we should be gentle with them. The purpose of parental discipline is to help children to, to grow and to grow them closer to God. Just as that loving discipline that he grants to us, it may not be what we wanted. And it may at times hurt, but he does it with love. And with the purpose of drawing us closer to him. So we should not anger our kiddos, although they will be angered. But most importantly, we should not discourage them. We should, know, we should let them know that discipline comes in love. And encouragement to follow God's word. Whether it's your kids or whether it's your parents or whether it's friends, never walk away from those relationships in anger. But be as God is to each of us. Be merciful. Be kind. I say this to the teenagers that are in here. I know you think right now your parents are the most rigid, unforgiving, non-understanding, dumbest people in my life right now. They don't understand me. They don't get me. Mark Twain, at the age of 14, believed that his dad was the dumbest person on earth. And he said, I was amazed how smart he got in the next seven years. Have patience with your parents, kiddos. Parents. Although you may not want to, remember you were a teenager one time. And God and your parents or loved ones got you through those years despite some of your decisions. Have you ever heard these, this statement? I always love this when you hear a parent just completely frustrated with their kids and they say, you know what, don't make me take you out because I'll make another one just like you. Man, are we glad God doesn't do that. But you know what, the most important thing about that statement I become to real, began to realize is that suddenly you are becoming God. I'll make another one just like you. If it's God's will. So be very careful what you say in anger and in frustration, lest you pass judgment upon yourself. Proverbs 6.23 says, For these commands are a lamp. This teaching is a light. And the correction of discipline is the way to life. God's word tells us to pay attention to our fathers and mothers. We hold on to their instructions in our hearts 
They keep them in our mind. In return, we receive guidance, protection, teaching, and discipline. Four ingredients that no one can afford to live without. This command is certainly not a simple suggestion from God. It's a serious exhortation to all of us. This is especially true in the world today. I believe it was Billy Graham then in the late 60s, maybe early 70s, said this. We are living in a time where God has been humanized. Gingers are being neutralized. Marriage is being ostracized. And children are being victimized. The family is being trivialized. Fathers are being demonized. Mothers are being marginalized. Roles are being disenfranchised. And God's order and authority is being vandalized. That was 40, 50 years ago. Hasn't gotten any better. It's gotten worse. One day a young girl asked her mother, Mama, why do you have gray hair? And the mom responded, every gray hair represents a time when you've been disobedient and is a result of your rebellion. The little girl looked at her mother, straight-faced, and said, oh, so is that why Grandma has so much gray hair and Grandpa's bald? (laughs) The commandment to honor your parents is the top of the love thy neighbor commandment. There's a good reason to give esteem to our parents, for God has given them authority. And for those of you that one day will have children, keep that in your heart. To honor parents is an attitude of the heart. It means esteem that you have for them, and it is very precious. Folks, that same honor is woven into marriage. In the marriage of a man and a woman as God set forth, acknowledging honors to others also goes hand in hand. To honor others also exalts God. We use it frequently as we worship. We honor and exalt him. We should honor and respect each other just as we do parents and family. So also honoring your spouse, And those that you're in friendship with is equally as important. You see, when children do not respect and obey their parents, they will not accept the values of the parents. So, kiddos, it's important that you understand and speak to your parents openly and honestly. God sets forth in his word how we are to bring up our children. You know, in the early years, children place their lives in their parents' hands. They blindly trust and rely on their parents for survival. How many of you have taken your kids to teach them how to swim and whether they're at the edge of the pool or whether they're on the edge of a dock and they're wearing life preservers and floaties and they're not going to sink, but you stand there and you hold your arms out and say, jump, I will catch you. They may not have the concept of these floaties and that life preserver, but they have the concept of trusting you as their parent. And they jump, and you catch them. 
That's the way God works in our lives. He wants you to trust him, to obey him, to take that next step in faith, relying on him, not on yourself and not on man. Shape the kids' values based on your values. You got something you need to remove, remove it. You got something you need to repent of, repent. You know, sometimes we bring into a marriage the way we were brought up and we bring our kids up the same way. And sometimes the parents will go, I I don't want to be like my mom or my dad. But when you spend many, many years, some of those things just kind of get embedded in your psyche. And it's really hard to change them. You have to really, really work at that. You know, one of the things that we're going to do in the couples class is we're going to talk about how, as a kid, your family has a motto, whether you realize they had a motto or not. We will find that motto. And sometimes you shake your head because you go, oh, my gosh. Your parents, you parents, have a lot to do with your kiddos' values and how they think. So let me give you some ways to honor your parents. Value your parents. Let them know that they have value. Respect your parents. Do not mock their limitations or inabilities. Love them. And yes, to the teenagers, I know your parents can't work their phone or maybe work the computer. Help them out. Model your parents' godly attributes. Let your parents know that, that they have some of those attributes and that they're in your lives. Protect your parents' dignity. Not just their name, but put a hedge of protection around their lives as they grow older. Fulfill your parents' essential joy. Make it your business to find out what brings them joy as they become more seasoned in life. Provide your parents the basic needs, not just essentials of life, but let them know that they're loved. And you know what? Just decide to do it. Just decide to do these things. Honor your God-given responsibility that you have as a parent, And as a child, as a grandchild, as a great-grandparent, as a grandparent. You see, the mark of an authentic parent is that they are not out to please the child. They are out to follow God's will and do what is best for the child. Teach them the way of the Lord. The child is a child, just as the parent is the parent. But most importantly, God is always God. Well, let me just recap real quick. Relationships without rules will always lead to rebellion. God places children into families where they are to find love, where they are to find acceptance, and to find godly values. Mom and Dad, you're the first line of defense for these kiddos. 
The parent's job is to filter out the impurities and keep them from getting into the home. They protect the family from the junk of the world. They care and nurture for a child, and that child's life will then return a fruitful life. Again, parents, if you struggle with the peril of living with kids, or you believe your kids are ungrateful, as I said earlier, Remember, as God looks down on us, we are not perfect. And he has, on a much larger scale, those that are rebellious, those that appear to be ungrateful, those of us that forget immediately to thank him for the little things in life and need to be obedient to his calling in life. Many of you, like myself, may have grown up in a home where you knew what a switch looked like, you knew what a belt looked like, and you knew what the mom or dad's hand felt like on your bottom. Oh, yeah, you got sent to the corner. You got sent to your room. You know, I, I've had all of those, so I'll show you what kind of kid I was growing up. I didn't just get sent to my room, you know. Sometimes you got a whipping, and then you got sent to your room or to the corner. So you got a little bit of everything. But when your parents said, sit down, I want to talk to you. How many of you would have said, you know what? Let me go get a belt. I'd rather you whip me than talk to me. And I say that because my dad in my teenage years said this to me. And it stuck with me. Far more than any spanking or any discipline I received. As a teenager, he set me down and he looked at me. And he said, Terry, I'm disappointed in you. I never wanted to disappoint my dad or my mom. I never want to disappoint God. And I have. And so he has said those words to me, but he still disciplines me sometimes in things that are painful seek each day to make God your number one priority and to be obedient to his calling in your life so parents watch your kids protect your kids kids listen to your parents and above all listen and obey God let's step on I pray that God touches your hearts, whether you're parents or whether you're not parents. Whether you're grandparents, whether you're great-grandparents, whether you are husbands or wives, or whether you have close relationships with a few friends or many friends. Remember, God wants to be honored by you And in doing so, you will honor others. It just comes natural. It's in your DNA. That's the Holy Spirit in you. Let us pray. Father, we give thanks for the opportunity for you to worship and and to be here with us as we worship you. We acknowledge that you are a sovereign God. 
You're in control of all things. May we respond to your message with the determination to be your faithful servant. To place you first in our lives. As parents. To bring our children up in your word. As young adults. To be obedient to your word. May we not be discouraged. Let our lives reflect our relationship with you, Father. And whether, whether we have off, stepped off that path, Father, bring us back to you. You know, we realize that Jesus spent time with the spiritual needy. May we have the same opportunity to spend time with those in need. Let us remember how much you love us that you have brought so many of us out of darkness. We pray that you do the same for others. Let us be your vessels. Let us be your vessels to each other, to our families. May we be available for your will to be done and your calling in our lives. We pray all these things in your son's precious name and all that love you say. Amen.